0: Good morning, everyone. God bless you. Thank you for listening in to our live broadcast. I am Jason DeMars, and I'm going to be looking at Christmas as a time of worship. And just to remind everyone, if you have any questions, prayer requests, testimonies, or even feedback, please let me know at jasondemars.com or on any social media platform that you're listening on you can also send me a private message on either one of those as well we appreciate that just want to remind everyone listening in uh, we have the end time message handbook you can get that on our website completely free the shipping is free as well so you can get that there place an order and that will come to me and i will get it shipped out just as soon as i possibly can um, all right, with that said, let's go directly into the scripture. The first scripture I want to read is 1 Corinthians 6, verse 12, which says, All things are lawful unto me, but all things are not expedient. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be bought, brought under the power of any. And that's speaking of Christian liberty. We are free. We are free to live and act the way we want to. But if we uh, have the Holy Spirit, the only desire we have is to live in such a way that's pleasing to God. Let's look in this sermon, uh, Sirs, We Would See Jesus. Brother Branham says, let me make this clear I do not believe that Jesus would care what day you worshiped his birthday on if it's the 25th 26th or whether it's April May June July or whenever it might be just so you worship you worship him on any day but here is what it is they have taken the sacredness from Christmas to make it not a Christmas but a, a worship day but a celebration see You hear people say, we're going to celebrate Christmas. That's wrong. We should never celebrate Christmas. Christmas is a day of worship, not a celebration. We celebrate Lincoln's birthday. We celebrate Washington's birthday. If he was down in the Deep South, we would celebrate Lee's birthday or Jackson. Their birthday is a celebration. But the birthday of Christ, I believe, should be a day of consecration, worship, instead of tonight of people at church on their knees praying, thanking God for the real Christmas gift. High-heeled shoes and painted faces and frock-tailed coats and goblets of whiskey will be tipped one to another in tens of thousands times thousands of dollars worth of whiskey and cigars and cigarettes will be distributed tonight when thousands of poor little hungry children lay without a bite to eat or a place to lay their head. Worship what we need Celebration is what we got. All right. I think that's important to understand. Another sermon says, and then we got out and dance and drink and carry on in a celebration. It's not a celebration, it's a worship. How we celebrate Christmas. How that God did that in order he could die to take the place of a sinner. So it's clear. Uh, another one, Christmas is no more worship. It's a celebration, drinking, gambling, carousing, just pagan to the limit. Maybe after Christmas, I'll speak on. again on Christmas. You see that I won't deprive the little ones, but you can't tell that to a children like that. They see little fellows on Christmas night getting Christmas presents and things like that. They don't understand it. All right. So just reminding everyone, please uh, let us know where you're listening in from. I want to be able to greet you. Good, good morning, Brother Tony from Madawaska, Maine. God bless you. God bless you, Brother Isol from Pakistan. God bless you, Sister Zara. How are you? God bless you, Brother Mukaga. Uh, each one of you, just ask that you would pray for me. Appreciate that. All right, so Christmas is a time of worship. It's not a time to celebrate. What we have is a celebration. Now, I want to go back and kind of review some of the things I spoke about last Friday and that I started to speak about at the end of the session yesterday. I remember the first person to bring a Christmas tree into a house as as we know it today was Martin Luther in the 16th century. Um, And he did it to use it as a teaching device to teach his children how Jesus Christ came down from heaven to save us sinners. And this tradition, uh, teaching device and tradition, became popular amongst the wealthy classes of Germans. Um, In, let's see, it would be the 19th century, the 1800s, Queen Victoria married a German prince named Albert, who grew up with that tradition in his home. Um, during this time, a cri- there was no such thing as a Christmas tree brought into the home up to this point in time in history. Um, Christmas tree wasn't brought in homes under paganism 2,000 years ago, 3,000 years ago. That is a new thing. Now, during what we call the winter solstice, solstice um, they had Saturnalia in different, different places of the world. They have different forms of paganism. But during this time, they would bring uh, pine boughs or boughs, you should say, into their home and decorated their home with, with that and, and different things, uh, symbols of fertility and so forth. Uh, during those times in history, but they never really cut down a tree, brought it in and decorated that tree uh, per se. Before Luther uh, the people would have a tree especially in uh, German and Germanic areas of Europe, they would have a special tree outside in the public square that they would light up and so forth and decorate, but Never, they never brought it inside until Martin Luther did that and brought its meaning, speaking of Christ coming down from the stars of heaven. Um, the tree, the Christmas tree, was dr- adopted a lot later in America, um, and from there it spread around the world. Um, to the early New England Puritans, Christmas was sacred. The Pilgrim's second governor, William Bradford, wrote that he tried hard to stamp out pagan mockery of the observance, penalizing any frivolity. The influential uh, Oliver Cromwell in England uh, preached against heathen traditions of, of Christmas. And in 1659, the General Court of Massachusetts enacted a law making any observance of December 25th, other than a church service, a penal offense. People were fined for hanging decorations. The stern solemnity continued until the 19th century when the influx of German and Irish immigrants undermined the Puritan legacy. In 1846, as I said before, the popular royals, Queen Victoria and her German husband, the Prince Albert, were sketched in the Illustrated London News, standing with their children around a Christmas tree. Victoria was very popular with her subjects and what was done at court immediately became fashionable. Not only in Britain, but also with fashion conscience east coast american society at that from then on the christmas tree had arrived now we read that scripture to begin with but what do we do now all things are lawful unto me but not all things but all things are not expedient all things are lawful for me but I will not be brought under the power of any We can't trace the Christmas tree and its current tradition of being brought into the home and decorated directly to pagan origin. Though there was a similar practice of decorating one's homes with pine branches under pagan worship, the modern Christmas tree has only a a very indirect connection to it. The Christmas tree seems to have Um, also indirect connections to various traditions that arose amongst medieval Catholics. As I said before, we can more directly connect it to Martin Luther. This was already a, a cultural symbol in Germany at the time, but it was left outside in public areas. Trees were decorated with walnuts and apples. But Luther saw this time as the season of the birth of Christ. When walking through that pine forest, seeing the stars, it reminded of him Jesus leaving heaven to be born on earth. And he wanted to recreate that for his family as a reminder of the birth of Christ. So he put up a tree in his home and put candles on it so we can trace our modern Christmas tree to its new and redeemed use as a Reformation teaching tool. However, we're living in a time where commerciali- the commercialization of Christmas has been pushed forward on a massive, not only scale in m- America, but in worldwide. Our ch- children have been introduced to a version of, version of Christmas that would be very foreign to our Christian ancestors. It is a danger to do Christmas the way the world does Christmas. Instead of making this a time where we build the, the, the consumerism of our children, focus on toys, etc., let's make this time a season of teaching and discussion about Christ, a time of prayer and worship. My personal conclusion regarding the Christmas tree is that it is a matter of conscience. Brother Branham had a Christmas tree in his home until the time of his death. But it wouldn't be something that, oh, you, you must have a Christmas tree in your home. Brother Branham had a Christmas tree in his home. Brother Branham gave gifts to the children as church. He gave gifts to his children, and he gave gifts to his wife and he always preached a message about the birth of Christ during the Christmas season and how that applies to present tense reality of Christ Santa Claus is traced to a catholic holiday especially revered by the dutch and combined with this was then combined with christmas and adopted in New York by the Dutch settlement. Again, the Christmas tree was not used at all during medieval times. It was the 15th century, 16th century, that the Christmas tree was brought in the home by Luther. Christmas combined all these elements, the Feast of the Nativity of Christ, uh, Sinterklaas from, from Holland, the dutch traditions and put together in a mass commercialized way most of our current christian not christian most of our current christmas traditions can be traced to macy's and commercialization of christmas the the book about Santa Claus, where it was the night before Christmas when all through the house not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. That was a book that was commissioned by Macy's. For what? In order to sell their products at Christmas time. Much of the tradition of Santa Claus with reindeer coming down the... Chimney, leaving uh, presents for the toys, eating a cookie, drinking milk, and so forth. That's all traced to modern 20th century consumerism. It's not traced to some pagan thing from ancient history, it's traced to modern worldlyism. Christmas is now a time of uh, discontent. Um, Kids under the expectation that I must get presents, and if they don't, they have an attitude. Um, It's a time of credit card debt. It's a time of sorrow for many people. Suicide increases greatly during this season. Remember, Christ, who is our life, has appeared to reveal himself to us. Let us pray sincerely from our heart, how should we practice Christmas? How should we worship on Christmas? I, I often feel sad. I wish, I wish our churches following the message had a Christmas Eve service or a Christmas Day service. I want Christmas to be a time of worship for me and my family. I want to do that with my family, with my guests. I want to glorify God with my life. Again, reminder, all things are lawful unto me, but all things are not expedient. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of of any, if you're brought under the power of worldly Christmas, then it's best to just avoid Christmas altogether. But if it's a seas- season of worship, joy, peace, learning, making godly memories together with your family, growing together, then use these customary cultural seasonal decorations as a means to remind our family of the birth of Jesus Christ and that He came to save sinners like you and I. God bless you. Thank you all for listening in. If you have any questions, prayer requests, or testimonies, please let me know at jasondemars.com. May God richly bless you.